Welcome to Infuse Church this morning. For those of you who don't know me, my name's Gary. Uh, along with my wife, we pastor the church here and uh, surrounded by a great team of people who help us to do that and um, really excited by what God's doing in and amongst us uh, in this season as well. So just uh, would encourage you to uh, um, dive into God. Uh, let God touch you and fill you um, in this, uh, this season. So uh, just want to welcome all those online as well who will be uh, watching uh, this, uh, this message um, as we uh, post it up. Uh, please be patient with us as, uh, as we continue to work on our online expression um, and uh, as we sort some stuff out, technology and things like that. So we really, really, really do appreciate your patience with us as we do that. So uh, I'm going to uh, pray for this message and then I'm going to launch straight into it this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you that uh, you're here by your spirit right now, that you've already uh, touched us in our faith, you've uh, encouraged us in our faith and uh, done so much with us and uh, doing so much in us as we continue to do this. And so Father, I thank you that even this morning that faith will arise in people, faith in who you are, first of all, and then faith in what you can do as a result of who you are. Help us to hear that in the wonderful name of Jesus this morning. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Um, I'm going to continue on uh, with a series we started last week centred around faith. Uh, faith, uh, we, we often pray for revival, we'll pray for re uh, refreshing, we'll pray for renewal, we'll pray for healing and those sorts of things. But unless we've got faith, then it's no point in praying any of those prayers. Okay, so this is the whole basis of this, this thing called faith and us going on this journey of, of understanding what faith is all about. Faith is actually our lifeblood to everything that God is and has. Without faith, we have no one and we have nothing. Without faith, all sense of purpose and value and joy in our present trials and circumstances <clears throat> is gone. So excuse me a minute, I'm just going to... I should learn this every single Sunday morning. I use that, uh, what is it called, Listerine, and it does my throat in, uh, like when you get up to speak. So I'd rather give you bad breath than a, uh, so. <coughs> Keep using it, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <coughs> it's all right. I'll have uh, Aaron have a bit of a word with you a bit later. Aaron's the policeman in the church, but it's good. Um, so with faith, <clears throat> with faith, we discover and start to live the abundant life that our faithful God has made available to us. With faith, we experience the effects of the promises that have been made to us by our living, loving, active, trustworthy Heavenly Father. So what's at the heart of this incredible gift of faith? How do we as the children of God, access this life-giving fruits of faith. Uh, in Hebrews, and I'm just going to read some uh, passages here from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 7. It says this, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. 
By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he commended as righteous. He was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he's dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this earth so that he would not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Verse 6 in Hebrews 11 says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. See, Hebrews 11 goes on to talk a lot about faith. It, It tells us that faith is basically this. It's simply this. Faith is trusting in our God who is completely and altogether faithful. That's what the simplicity of what faith is from Hebrews 11. Faith is our natural response to a a revelation of God's love and his faithfulness. Hebrews 11 again says, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith is the undercurrent. It's the the currency, some people term it, of everything that we do as followers of Jesus. Without faith, we lose all that Christ died to give us whilst he was here on this earth. Romans chapter 1 verse 17 says, The righteous shall live by faith. 2 Corinthians 5 7 says, We live by faith and not by sight. So we are called as as believers, as the children of God, to live by faith in all areas of our lives, to live in response to, to God's faithfulness. We access the gifts and the fruit of the Holy Spirit by faith. We access the promises of the Father by faith. We raise our families as believers in Christ by faith. We are generous with all that we have and are obedient to what God tells us to do because of faith. We uh, use our gifts and our abilities to serve God and other people because of our faith. We share the good news of the gospel with those who don't believe because of our faith. You can start to see how important our faith is in our everyday lives, in everything that we do as believers in Jesus, that so much of it rests on this thing called faith. As Christians, we've been called to live a life of faith. Mark chapter 11, verse 22, Jesus is saying to his disciples, have faith in God. See, the the, the day before they'd come across this fig tree and that Jesus was going to go and get a fig off of it because it looked like it was in season and there was no fruit on there. So Jesus has cursed this fig tree. The next day they're walking past this fig tree and the disciples say, hey boss, check this out. It's dead. And it was. And Jesus says, have faith in God, because if you can just say to this mountain, be there removed, and you have a mustard seed of faith, then it will do as you say. It will be done for you. But he says to have faith in God. Luke 17 verse 5 says, the apostle cried out to the Lord, increase our faith. And that's the cry sometimes of our hearts is, Lord, I know I've got to do this. Help me with my faith. Well, I think that you've got all the faith that you need. You just need the courage to follow through on what you need to believe. You need the discipline to back the decision. Another story. As we seek an increase in faith, 
in response to God's faithfulness, may we experience greater intimacy with our almighty and our loving Heavenly Father. So what is faith? Great question. Glad you've asked. So faith is this. In its simplest form, faith is to have a firm persuasion, a conviction that's based upon hearing. It is to be persuaded. Romans 10.17 says, So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Last week we learned from uh, Reverend Dean that faith includes an action. In fact, actually our actions help to prove that our faith is real and authentic. It's great to say you've got faith, but show me your faith. You say you have faith in Jesus, well show me your faith. What does your faith look like? And that's how we prove what our, that our faith is real. Faith is created us in us by the Word of God. He, God speaks to us and we hear His voice and it persuades us to act because of who said it. Because of who said it. We've, what we've heard creates in us a conviction, a confidence in us that demands a response. See, God can tell you to lay hands on the sick. The, the evidence of you hearing that is that you lay hands on the sick. You can say that, you know, well, the Bible tells me that, you know, uh, that, that uh, you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, they'll be healed. Well, your faith in action is you actually laying your hands on sick people and seeing them being healed. And if they don't get healed, you need to lay your hands on more people, not less. Don't let the devil and the enemy of your life try to, to rob you of what God has asked you to do. Don't listen to the enemy of your life. Listen to the God of your life and let's do what he says. If, if you're not seeing people healed when you lay your hands on the sick, lay your hands on more sick people and you start to see more sick people healed. It's just the law of averages. It all comes back to whose word have we heard? Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, speak to us. The word faith is always used in the New Testament when it talks about having faith in God, having faith in Jesus, having faith in spiritual things. And I want to explore and just pull apart a very famous piece of scripture that we've, I've read already this morning and just have a look at it, just to help us to understand some things about faith this morning. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. It says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. If you've ever wondered how to please God, then wonder no more. Okay? The easiest way that you can please God is by having faith. How easy was that? I mean, my goodness, really. So simple, it's so hard. There's, you know, it, it just have, have, have faith in God. You'll please God when you have faith in Him. Why does having faith bring pleasure to God? Well, I can only suggest to you this morning that maybe it's because we are in us having faith in Him that we're coming to Him. 
We're trusting him. We're getting to know him. We're believing him. We are resting in what he does and who he is. That's why it pleases God, because you're coming to him. Faith is all about our relationship with God. That's what faith is at the core of everything. Because the, this, this passage here, this uh, Hebrews 11 uh, verse 6, it, it, it's bookended. You know, uh, it says, it's, without faith it's impossible to please God. Because those who come to him, in other words, faith says to us, we've got to come to God because when we come to God, he rewards those who seek him. So there's a bookend here. It's just encapsulated. The whole thing's wrapped up in a, about coming to God. It's about coming and understanding who he is in our lives. Anyone who comes to him, who comes to God, we are drawn to him, by him. It's, it's about coming closer to him. It's a greater level of intimacy and trust in who God is. Faith comes to God because he is. He is the great I am. Faith believes that he exists. Oh, it is. Faith believes that he is. In fact, faith must believe that God is real and that he exists. Even though you can't see him, even though that you, you can't touch him, he, there's a greater belief, there's a conviction and an assurance inside of you that says God's real and what I'm facing, he's got the answer for, so I'm coming to him. That provision that I need, I'm going to come to him because he's real and he's realer, more real and more alive than anything else that I ever know. That's why it's so important, this thing called faith. It's just in having faith in who he is. Faith must believe that God actually rewards us as we come to him. So what are the rewards? What are the benefits in, in, in coming to God? What are the, some of the things that are wrapped up in, in, in all of that? Well, let me suggest some. It's his presence, his love, his grace, his forgiveness, his wholeness. It's his identity, his character, his nature, his freedom. These are some of the benefits in coming to God and who he is. Shall I go on this morning? Yes, I shall. It's his healing. It's his provision. It's his strength, his power. It's his peace, his righteousness, his holiness. It's his mind. Some of us need to have the mind of Christ. It's his voice. It's his eternal life. That's just a couple of the, the benefits and the rewards in coming to God. I don't know of a, a better deal that you can get in any sort of a cornflakes box that you can just bank on. It's just God is so good. He just, like, he's great. The, this is the, the great thing about it, though, that these benefits and the rewards are not just for us, but they are for those that the Holy Spirit sends us to for as well. That's why we can go to people and say, you know, look, uh, you, you look like you're troubled now. Let me just pray for you. I'm a Christian man or a Christian woman, depending on your gender. You just work it out. I mean, if you go to the person, you say, look, I'm just going to pray for you and pray for you. look troubled. I want to pray for peace for you. So, and you. And you give them the peace of God. You don't give them your peace. You say, God, give them your peace. I don't want your peace. Heaven forbid, I want God's peace. I want his righteousness. I want his wholeness. I want his freedom. It's about him and, and knowing what he makes available to us because of who he is. He is God. 
Faith is knowing God and His faithfulness. Romans 10, 7, and you're going to hear a number of these scriptures over and over again. I'm going to repeat them to you and repeat them to you because you need to hear this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Rubbish in, rubbish out. God in, God out. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and by and hearing by the word of God. Something supernatural takes place in us as we hear the word of God. You can read a passage a hundred times, and then there's that once that you read it, and all of a sudden you see something that you've never seen before. What happened? There was something supernatural in that transaction. You read it, but the Spirit of God breathed on it and it became a rhema word to you and suddenly you can start to bank your, uh, your life on it. You step out on that word. Peter stepped out on a rhema word from, from Jesus. Jesus said, come, and Peter responded. He stepped out and he stood upon the word come as he was walking on the waters. <clears throat> you guys need to help me preach this. Okay. You guys need to help me preach this because I tell you, if you get excited about what's going on here now, the, 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 the absolute gold that I've dug for you this week, that you're going to find that this will take you into a whole new realm of faith in your life because it doesn't rest on my words. It rests upon who God is and what he can do in your life because you've sought him. See, when Jesus speaks to us from his word and the Holy Spirit breathes upon that word, faith comes alive in us. That's why, you know, faith says to us, it's ridiculous that we would give God 10% of what we earn. But because God has said it, I'd rather have 90% blessed by him than 100% keeping stuff to myself. But God said to me, no, you need to tithe and give offerings. See, sometimes we forget about the offering stuff. But there's, there's a, a principle here that God's saying, if I can get it through you, I'll get it to you. See, if God can get it through us, in other words, it's, we've got no sticky fingers. Okay, God will make sure that he gets stuff, if he can get stuff through you, he'll get it to you. So God wants to do that in our lives in so many different and wonderful ways. Praise God. Oh, I'm not having fun here. But we'll keep going on. <clears throat> See, faith, it, it touches us deeply. It touches us and creates a desire to do or to speak what we've heard in our lives. Do, do you doubt uh, today what God says and, and who he is? See, creation didn't, God, uh, didn't doubt what God said when he said, let there be light, and there was. Abraham didn't doubt God. In fact, let's read that. Romans chapter 4, verses 17 to 21. And it says this. <clears throat> As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact, he didn't deny the fact, he faced the fact, 
of his own situation and circumstance in that moment. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded, fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Why? Because it was God that had told him that he was going to be the father of many nations and that God changed his name from Abraham to Abraham. He breathed life into him and he became the father of many nations as a result. I'm having all sorts of problems this morning, but praise God. Abraham didn't waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith. He was strengthened in his faith and he gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. See, Abraham heard God say something and because God had said it, that was enough for him to believe that it would be done for him. How about us today? How about us today? What has God said to you this morning? What has God said to you in your life? I want to bring some encouragement to you this morning. Acts chapter 27 verse 25 says this, So keep up your courage, people, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as He told me. You need to underline that and highlight that in your Bible. Go to that. If God said something to you, then come here. Get your courage together. Have faith in God that it will happen just as He told me. And you need to hold your Bible up sometimes in your prayer life saying, if you haven't seen the fulfilment of it yet, say, God, this is what you said. And I'm coming to you based upon what you've said. I've stepped out on what you've said. I've given because what you said. I've touched people because of what you've said. And I'm going to believe that it's going to happen just as you said. When Jesus said, this sickness shall not end in death, it didn't. When Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth out of that cave, he came out. When Jesus said, stand up, pick up your mat and walk, people did. Now, I want to tell you something this morning. Luke chapter 1 verse 37 says this, no word from God will ever fail. I want to tell you something out of Psalm 145 verse 13. The Lord always keeps his promises. Let me say that again. The Lord always keeps his promises. We believe because we've heard. We believe not because we've seen, but because we've heard and now we know. Now we know that because he spoke, because he spoke, because this was something that I got from God as I was in my devotions this morning, I sensed God saying something to me. But, so I've heard him speak to me and because he said it, I'm going to believe it. See, the Samaritan woman, she had this encounter with Jesus by the well and then she's gone back to her town and she's told these people and some people have believed. But then I love what, what it says in John chapter 4, verses 41 to 42. Because of his words, many more became believers. Because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have Heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the saviour of the world. Don't believe because of my faith. Don't believe because I'm telling you to do this stuff. But believe because God's done something. Because you've heard something from God. 
You've heard something from God. Just because I have faith to believe to lay hands on the sick, don't believe in my faith for that. Get God's Word for you. You search out God's Word when you're facing a situation or a circumstance. It all comes back to this whole thing called intimacy. Relationship with the Father. Relationship with the Son. Relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's intimacy. Intimacy with God, it births faith in our hearts and it creates a people who have an assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith is the assurance of things I know about my God because I heard. Faith is the conviction of things I know about my God because I heard. Faith is not in those things that we are believing to to receive from God, but who we know God to be. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not faith in healing, it's faith in the healer. It's not faith in the provision, it's faith in the provider. Do you understand what I'm saying, church? Have faith in God this morning. Hear for yourself about what God wants to, to, you to do in your life. All we ever receive from God is because of who He is. He's God. Hebrews 11.6, again, without faith, it's impossible, impossible to please God without faith. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. He rewards those who earnestly seek him. Not the gift, not the benefit, not the reward, but seek him. Just him. It all comes back to intimacy, to relationship. Saints, if you keep your eyes on the Lord, you can keep going and keep going and keep going. You will rise above circumstances. You'll rise up against trials and tribulations. You will rise. You will rise. You know what the enemy's sole purpose in life is, in your life, is to break your focus from going on God to getting it onto circumstances. That's what happened to Peter when he stepped out of the water. He put his eyes on the circumstance and took his eyes off of Jesus. That's the enemy does that all the time. He, he, he puts these little words into your head and it just distracts you and it causes you to go off kilter. You know, we are to believe in the reality of God and trust that he will reward us and when we seek him. We, we're to live our lives entirely out of a revelation of God's love and His faithfulness. We're to be children who are fully convinced of who God is and His overwhelming ability to move and work in our lives. Where do we lack faith today, church? Where do we lack that faith? What areas of our life have we taken into our own hands? Where are we full of fear or anxiety or depression or hopelessness today? The path to faith in those areas is paved by a fresh revelation of God's faithfulness and His love for you today. Get, a, get aside with God. You know, I've been banging on for the last few weeks about having a, a quiet time, getting aside with God every single day, getting into the, the you version and get, uh, looking at a reading plan. Get something into you of the Word of God. Maybe the first 15 devotional, first 15 minutes of your day has a scripture, has a, a, a worship song that's embedded in the email. Then there's a bit of a devotion. Then there's three questions that they will all, uh, always ask you just to dig a little bit deeper, to make you think about it. Takes you 15 minutes. Trust me, I've done it. 
If you've, got not, if you've even got 15 minutes, maybe you've got five minutes. Steve McCracken's Believing in You devotional. Read that. Be encouraged from God's Word in there. But get into the Word of God. Get into the Word of God. If you haven't got time to get into the Word of God, how come you can suddenly find time to get into the Word of God when you get in trouble? A lot of the problems and the situations that we face, we face because we've taken our eyes off the goal. You're going to hear from a man as we talk about faith, and I hope he talks about this, who went through something no one should go through. But it never affected his faith in God when he went through it. Sure, messed him up. But you know what? Still believed who God was. Why? Spent time with God. Had faith in who God was and is and is yet to be. See, our God will always be faithful to us, church. We can trust him with any problem that we're going through. He longs to work in your favour. All you need to do is to go to him. This week, Seek out a greater revelation of our God's faithfulness and love for you and allow your heart to be transformed by who he is. He is God Almighty. He is Father. He is Abba Father. Let him take you on a journey from just being Almighty God to being Father to being Abba Father. Come closer and closer into his presence each and every time that you come to him. As you spend time in his word, allow his word to speak to you and to touch you and to fill you and to overflow you in every area. Come to him. Let him touch your life. Let him just fill you. Get a fresh revelation of who he is. Spend time in prayer meditating on his character and his nature. Allow the Holy Spirit to do a work in your heart on a level that will fill us with the ability and the desire to live entirely in faith. My last scripture for this morning is this. Lamentations chapter 3 verses 22 to 25. And it says this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Don't you love that? You could have made a hash of yesterday. But praise God, his mercies are new every morning. But you won't know that unless you're in the word of God. You won't know that unless you're in his presence. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. My encouragement to us this week, as we go about the things that we're going to be doing, is to have faith in God. Can we stand? I really want to pray for people that have, that want to understand, to stand and to experience and to be in 
for yourself the wonderful love and faithfulness of God. I want to pray for, for people to experience his goodness and his grace this morning. I want people to experience everything that there is about him. So, Father, this is a bank. You're going to get covered in this prayer whether you like it or not. And I pray that God sneaks up on you and just touches you with his love and his faithfulness and his grace and his goodness sometime this week and that it causes you to, to want it more and more. It so touches your life that you're drawn back and say, God, I've, I've got to come back to that moment. I've got to come back to that place. I've got to come back to that time where you spoke to me. You wrapped your arms around me. Father, in Jesus' name, would you release over your people today an incredible revelation of your love and your faithfulness and that it would grow and grow and grow and grow and be addictive in their lives, Lord. I pray for a heavenly addiction, Lord. I pray for an addiction for the presence of God. I pray that you draw us by your Spirit into your presence, that we'd experience your love in an ever greater measure and a way in Jesus' mighty name today. Father, I thank you for it. I pray for those who are struggling in their faith today. I pray that they wouldn't look to anything else other than you. Don't let them have faith in me or another leader or another preacher or anything else. Now let their faith rest in you and you alone for who you are in their lives, Lord, I pray. Father, would you increase that faith? Lord, would you breathe upon that faith? Would you cause it to, to grow and to produce great fruit in their lives, Lord God, I pray in Jesus' mighty name I pray this morning. Father, I thank you that we would experience and be fully persuaded of your promises today in Jesus' name. That we would be fully persuaded, fully persuaded, just like Abraham, because you've spoken to us. Lord, I pray that we are fully persuaded about who you are and what you want to do in our lives today in Jesus' name. And I pray for the courage to step out in faith. The courage to step out in faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just as we've got every head bowed and every eye closed. I don't know a lot of people here. Well, it's not true. I know a lot of people, but I don't know everybody. But the good thing is God knows you. And he actually made sure that you got here today with an umbrella in the car park. Um, if today was your last day on earth, do you know that you'd go to heaven to be with God? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour this morning? Do you know how much he loves you? Do you know about his faithfulness, his strength, his power to break open even the hardest of hearts? And I can't. Let this moment go without giving you an opportunity to receive Christ as your Lord and Saviour. He made the huge difference in my life. He's made such a huge difference in so many people's lives. Let him make a difference in yours. Put him to the test, I dare you, to give your life to Jesus. You will never be the same again. My Bible tells me that we can have an assurance about eternal life. In 1 John 5.13 it says, These things I've written to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know you have eternal life and that you may believe in the name of the Son of God. 
How about you pray this prayer with me? Let's all join together. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I ask your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and that you rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. Holy Spirit, baptise me now in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you've prayed that for the first time this morning, I would encourage you to come and talk to me or if you're watching online uh, to put a comment in the area below and we'll get, some, uh, get in contact with you. have got some great materials we'd love to pass on to you and to bless you with. Uh, but uh, right now, I just uh, want to say thank you so much for coming out this morning and being a part of our service. Really appreciate uh, you being here, I pray that this message has touched your life in some way, shape or form, that you're never going to be the same, that you fall in love with Jesus all over again. And I want to remind you that you've been lit up to light up, that you've been renewed and transformed to bring renewal and transformation. Amen. Amen. Have a great week, everyone. God bless.